1: And as we just find out, the microphone wasn't attached.
2: And this you had to go and find mess, it. Man. As I've said before, I grew up in the hood, man. Worked my ass off to get out of the hood. I come to work in the hood. What a place. Wow. That was great. Um, so, real. You fixed it pretty quickly. Though. Out, yeah, uh, yeah. Give me a hammer. Right, I'd probably fix anything.
1: Well, good thing the Yankees won last night for you because you probably would have picked up that microphone and yes! thrown it at the <laughs> control room glass and broken it. What a day at baseball, huh? Ugh. And all I could think about yesterday while watching these two games was two guys' entire careers could have been changed last night for the negative, and it didn't. Their legacies could have been written... We could have only thought about certain moments that happened in these series if it went one way and it looked like it was going to go that way, and it didn't. The first one being Steven Strasburg. Who we were crushing yesterday, <laughs> and rightfully so with the information that we had. Right. And it really ended up being on Dusty Baker and the Nationals who screwed that whole thing up. Yeah. Because Strasburg apparently really was sick. It's not like he didn't want to pitch. Yes. He was just a mess. And it wasn't from jogging. It wasn't from jogging. It wasn't from mold, it wasn't for allergies. Yeah. I mean, he had a virus and he and they thought that he wasn't gonna be good enough. If they would have just communicated that, he wouldn't have looked like a dummy. But he looked like a dummy for most of yesterday, and a guy with no guts. And then all of a sudden, they change his antibiotics, and he goes out there and pitches an unbelievable game. I want some of those antibiotics. So you have that half of it, and then the second half came at night in Cleveland, and Joe Girardi now officially safe after the blunders from... Friday night. What happened Friday night? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that game, that game now is a distant memory because the Yankees rattle off three straight after that and move on to the ALCS. And the Cleveland Indians, a team that could not be beaten for weeks upon weeks, a World Series favorite, a team that was a win away last year from winning the World Series, comes into this year as favorites Goes down and with their ace on the mound at home to an upstart Yankee team that surgically took them apart in three straight games. Just unbelievable
2: stuff it, yesterday. You watch the Yankees closely throughout the season, which I do, from day one. You would see that there's always been a different person that stepped up. Now, it was D.D. last night, C.C. for four and two-thirds inning or third inning Uh, But Didi, who started the season on the DL, but you've seen this guy grow and progress since he became a Yankees player, coming over from Arizona a couple years ago. Here's a guy that was just a mess. Uh, I mean, from throwing uh, the ball away to not being able to hit at the plate. And you saw last season him start to morph into this complete player, dynamite on the defensive end, and at the plate hitting lefties better than anyone in Major League Baseball, it seemed like. And he continued that this year. He comes off the DL, smashing the ball, more home runs than any shortstop in a season in, in Yankees history. So the guy has been a catalyst for a lot of things, for this Yankees team, but you could go down, up and down that line. I went holiday when he was healthy, he was leading you know, judge what he did in the first half Gardner. uh, He's always been a guy who can battle you at the plate. And those two, uh, those are bats. Uh, First Hicks gets on and you have the, the error by Jackson out there, Austin Jackson in left field. And and then you, you have Todd Frazier battles. He induces a walk. Then you, you get Gardner who battles and then gets the hit, brings in two runs on the throwing error. I don't know if it's a throwing error, just a bad hop on Lindor there at at, at uh, shortstop. But uh, you've seen this throughout the season, these guys, and they spoke to this after the ball game, leaning on whomever on any given day. And, and all the attrition they went through from a losing standpoint – uh, there in in July and I, I, you know I came in even remember like can they went a damn game with like 22 out of 23 I mean they were on a, the opposite of what Cleveland yeah. enjoyed is, is what the, the Yankees were going through but never deterred never got got down uh, I'm sure some of them probably hit it if they did but uh, and, and then be able to overcome. A 2 a deficit and, and win this thing in the fashion in which they did. That, that was remarkable. And, and these young cats are growing up. These pups are turning into canines.
1: Yeah, right before our very eyes. Yes, And I think that something that's important to mention. That stretch that they went through where they were not playing well at all was tied directly to Aaron Judge's slump. And this is why I think a lot of people point to him as the MVP, even though Altuve might win it because he's been in the conversation for a couple more years, and that's how these baseball writers think. But it was tied to Judge not hitting well. You look at this series, Aaron Judge did two things. He hit a double, and he made that catch. So offensively, he wasn't doing anything. So it had to come from
2: other places, like you mentioned,
1: and they won three straight without the guy who has been
2: carrying them offensively for a lot of the season. That was part of it, G, but it was also that bullpen. Uh, They had more blown saves than anyone. Uh, this season, and and it, it had to do a lot with that. They were in games, one run, game, uh, one run games. They lost more one one run games than anyone. So they were in these ball games. They had chances to win. So it was a combination of your 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 home run king here uh, not being able to. Uh, I know you're the home run king, Stanton, but for the Yankees, uh, you know this guy not being able to get right in the second half, and and you you compound the problem with your bullpen and, and the back end of your bullpen not doing a damn thing to close out these ball games.
1: Yeah, and Joe Girardi has to just I – mean, he must have felt like there was a weight of 500 pounds lifted off his back after that – well, the Gregorius home run at first. It just <laughs> kind of set the tone, you know? I mean, and I know that the Indians – you come back. They come back in a game. It's a three-two game, and even at that, when you come, you go to Chapman for a six-out save. You know, even then, I'm still thinking the Indians—they're not dead. And then no. to get the insurance runs and that Gardner at bat—if that isn't the quintessential championship at bat—that I mean, that right there is is everything you want to see from a player on your team to get the insurance runs. But Joe Girardi now heading to the ALCS—that's in the past. That's just a blip on the radars. That game could have determined his fate as a manager. He could have been fired after as great of a season as they had could have been fired because he was so bad in that game. And now just a distant memory as they head to Houston for a championship series, a
2: a, a mere reference point when you talk about this uh, series in 2017, but that's how quickly the worm can turn. Uh, And and, and we said after that Friday debacle, which I vaguely recall uh, uh, that they needed to win this series. And we talk about players, players, picking up each other, a pitcher picking up his, his guys out in the field, vice versa, the guys out in the field picking up their pitcher. And now you had a team that picked up their manager. And, and the way he embraced a, a Chapman, who liked the tweet apparently after that Friday ball game, uh, the way they embraced after that uh, after last night 's contest and everyone else on that team, the way he embraced Joe Girardi embraced his his, his coaches in the dugout uh, you know huge relief and, and and what a thrilling victory for this young ball club and and, and i 've been saying it, 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 the here and now is now you can 't worry about these guys uh, becoming veterans and, and then going on a run and, and and trying to defer. Your your gratification as far as moving on these playoffs and getting uh, ideally to a World Series, you, you can't defer that. You have to take advantage of the moment now, and they stepped up to the plate, pun intended, and did that. Nothing's worse than blowing a 3-1 lead in the World Series. However, this
1: is almost as bad for the Cleveland Indians, and it's because of what they did in this regular season. I mean, they were breaking records. It's historic. They're going in as favorites. The Yankees are coming in as a team that's building – you know, they're not at that point. It's, this was one, wasn't was like the 98 Yankees where they had a championship in their back pocket and they were the, the best team in baseball and had the most wins. This was a Yankee team that you thought was going to be around for a couple of years. First foray into the playoffs for a lot of these guys. They're up 2-0. And at the very least, they're going to have Kluber, who never puts back-to-back bad right. starts together in a right. Game 5 at home. I mean, this was it was all on a platter for them. And and then what happens? Corey Kluber goes out again again. And lays an egg, and, and this right here is like quintessential Cleveland sports for them. And I know that they've gone on and, and seen some so a, t- a title from LeBron James, but I mean this right here is is, is just ripping the still beating heart out of a Cleveland <laughs> fan down and and showing it to him. Yeah, I mean to be up think. There was no way they were losing this series in the mind of a Cleveland fan. And we even talked about it going into the series. It's like they expected to win every single game they showed up at the park because that's what they did. They won 33 out of 35. They got a Cy Young guy going two out of five freaking games, and they
2: still lose three in a row and lose this series. And the difference from last year to this year is that starting rotation. They felt like they beefed that up, which they had. And, and, and going on and enjoying the type of streak you have during the regular season, uh, yes, you are going to be the odds-on favorite to go in and, and, and win this thing. But everything changes in October, man. It's just a different season, and and, and that's why we enjoy it so much. they unexpected. Yeah, sometimes you can say, yeah, there's no doubt this team is winning. But how many times have we sat there and we talked about teams that win 100 games and, and, and Seattle comes to mind uh, what they did and, and then you know, didn't even sniff the World Series?
1: Yeah, it's it's so true and this I mean you don't you don't think about the Indians not having a legitimate opportunity as some people talk about well when you when you're one of the best teams in the regular season then you all you get is a, a best of five uh, uh opportunity you know with home field advantage in it I mean the Yankees were by far the better team in this series yeah. they I mean they won four games in <laughs> Really, they should have uh. won. They should have won four games, right? And, and, I, I
2: said the same thing mean, last night. I was thinking that's, yeah. that's
1: how good they were yeah. in this series. I mean, this wasn't even close. I mean, the, the Yankees were head and shoulders the better team in this series,
2: night in and night out. Well, uh, you give that bullpen uh, last night. Andrew Miller comes in; he, he's dynamite. And then you had Shaw, I believe, after him. He pitched uh, extremely well. Joe Smith, he's pitched well throughout this series. Now I can go back to talking to Ali LaForce. That's her husband, Joe Smith. Sorry the other day, I said, don't talk to me. Don't come over here. And she came and gave me a hug and all. It's going to be all right after you guys go home. Talking mm-hmm. a little smack talk, which was, was cool. But uh, they their bullpen... Was pretty damn good, and, but the Yankees matched him, and David Robertson coming out and and pitching as well as he did, getting out of that jam. He, he got him into a double play there uh, to keep it at a three-two uh, score, and, and, and you know, and after that, Errolis Chapman does his thing, and and. He looks like the Rawls Chapman we saw at the beginning of the season, not the one you saw in the middle to the later part of the season. Yeah, and to add salt on the wound, here's
1: CC C. Sabathia, a guy that the Indians fans know well, yeah. at 110 years old, dealing the way that he was, <laughs> and then he, you know, jumps off the mound early in the game to catch that bunt that was a pop up, and he and wasn't it,
2: upset. It, it
1: slides. He, I mean, he looked like he jumped off that mound like Usain Bolt. He slides, catching it. It's a like four hundred pounds, a hundred and ten years old, and there he is, flying off the mound, making a divot, catching that. I mean, it was just, it was everything that the Indian fan did not want to see. Uh, last night, this is going to be a tough one for them to get over. They've got some experience yeah. in this as a re- recent memory, but this is going to be a tough one for just them. on your experience, right? and we got another game five tonight. Unbelievable with the Washington Nationals and the Chicago Cubs, and and Strasburg. It, this really was. He didn't deserve the criticism once you found out the whole story. He didn't deserve the criticism that he got yesterday. I mean, it just sounded horrible the way that it was portrayed from the team. So this wasn't just a report that we. We're hearing it was from the team. It was from Dusty Baker from the manager's mouth. It seemed like Steven Strasburg didn't want to pitch this game. That That's what it sounded like. But then you find out the real story and, and he went out there and he this is how I knew that he wasn't lying or this wasn't. Overblown was the way that he looked. I mean he just had that look you know that sick look. Remember mm-hmm. one time I came in after I just, just barely gotten over the yes, flu and I you looked were like ashen. A, I looked like a corpse. Yep. You know, that's what he looked like. He scared was scared the hell out of me. Was that peakish? Is that what they say? Yeah. Like yep. it's like this Peek-ish. yellowish kind of look mm-hmm. that you have. I mean, he looked terrible, but he pitched unbelievable. And it's just this is one of those games that you know everybody's talking about the Jordan flu game that they, they brought oh, up with this but That was a great one. Uh, I mean
2: this 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 was sort of close and then you who get was it, Scottie Pippen hugging him to get to the bench. Who was his Scottie Pippen last night? Michael no. A
1: Taylor who hits the grand yes. slam. <laughs> and in in a game that if you're watching this all they're talking about is how nasty it is, how raw it is out there. Yeah. And no one's going to be able to hit a home run out and then little skinny Michael <laughs> A Taylor hits a grand slam. I mean maybe this is it for the Nationals. Maybe this is their time. Now it would be pretty fitting. It would be very national-like for them, especially you know, since we've seen this every single year, in a Game 5 to have what happened yesterday and then come back in a Game 5 and then completely blow it in embarrassing fashion. It would be D.C. sports-like. It would be Nationals-like. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just have a feeling, sort of like with the Yankees kind of scratching and clawing back after what happened to them, that maybe this is the time, and it's not like you know the Cubs are going to go down easy. There's no way. Uh, but I kind of feel like I like the Nationals in this game, even with a weird setup with the starter. I mean, they haven't announced it really, but I think Scherzer's going to start on two days rest and give him as much as he can, so we'll see how that pans out, but... This is going to be another unbelievable game. The setup for this tonight is just remarkable.
2: Well, and and, and speaking of playing coy, Dusty Baker says last night after the, the game that hey, I'm not trying to be coy about who's going to be start Game Five and all that. Well, you were to a certain extent when it came to Strasbourg because we could only go on the information we had, and you're telling me the guy goes out for a morning jog and he's wheezing and can't really get through that, and he says, "Hey, skip, scratch me." Uh, what what else are we supposed to deduce from? From those that information and, and 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 yeah, we're gonna jump all over him and say, dude, you don't know when you're gonna get back in this situation. You, you got a franchise that has not won a damn series ever, and you need to be on that pump. You were incredible in game one. Get back out there, feeling hundred percent or not, and pitch. And and of course, we're gonna implore you to do that. And 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 but as as Strasburg said last night. We didn't have, or alluded to, we didn't have all the information. You get the full story of of what occurred, and then you feel for the young man. Then he goes out there and pitches as well as he did under those conditions. That's what legends are made of.
1: Yeah, he said he surprised himself. He didn't think he was going to have that much stamina, have that much energy. Surprised himself. And all Dusty needs to do, this is an easy one. I know we spend a lot of time saying, well, this is probably the better route. You should have said this. You should have said that. Uh, We do a lot of that in sports, and, and I do it almost all the time. But this was an easy one. Dusty has to say, listen, the guy's as sick as a dog. Mm -hmm. It's devastating to him. It's devastating to us. This sucks. We're trying our best to get him healthy because we want him to pitch and yep. he wants to pitch. Yep. But if he's too sick to pitch and it's going to hurt the team, then we're going to have to go with Tanner Roark. Why that, is
2: that so hard?
1: I, instead of uh, it was mold season in from mold around Chicago. Mold around, mm-hmm. Chicago. Mold around <laughs> Chicago. What? You know how the weather changes. Yeah, air conditioning. <laughs> hotel to hotel. What
2: are you talking about? <laughs> from mold around Chicago. And this
1: guy knows nothing. If Dusty Baker was my doctor, I'd be dead. Because this guy, <laughs> he talks about anti-cramping medication, mold, and, I mean, he's,
2: I can't, he's No, probably, you would not be dead, and you you would appreciate that he would protect that a doctor, patient, you know, uh, what is it, client relationship, yeah, or he, information. He, he made his picture look like a chump. Confidentiality, Anti- thank you. cramping <laughs> medicine his, and all that kind of stuff. He made his picture look like a
1: chump. That's what he did. He didn't need to do that. Maybe he wanted to.
2: No. Ah, wow. uh, Maybe he knows Strasburg he's not better that, than we He's do. not
1: that calculated. Uh, maybe I think Dusty did. was angry that they won yesterday, actually. I think he was <laughs> ready to go home. I want to go home. I mean, the way he did "Well, Oh, you know, I mean, you know, went out there, bitch. That's great. It's like, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, well, if we win, that's, we'll, we'll keep playing. If not, man, I got plans. I got, I got somewhere to be. <laughs> uh here is Dusty after the game. Uh, he's, he's under the weather. Yeah, that was a deluge they played in. Mold.
2: <laughs> I mean, come on. From mold around Chicago.
1: Shut up. <laughs> uh this is Dusty saying he wasn't surprised by Strasburg's
2: performance. I can see the focus and determination in, in his eyes, you know? what I mean, when he when he came in the office and we talked to him and you know, he's a man of few words, but the words he said you know gave us every indication that he
1: was ready <laughs> what were the words <coughs> I'm, I'm ready i can go Cole. yeah i just i just took a Zertec.
2: yeah kleenex <laughs> i can go yeah. seriously no no mind that's not
1: Pretty amazing, man. <laughs> Pretty amazing stuff from Steven Strasburg yesterday in that Chicago. That was outstanding. I, yeah. That
2: was great. And then get in that situation with Michael A. Taylor. And he knocks it out we of the have park. To and everybody a. was Especially saying. We have to say
1: the A every you? time.
2: A stands yeah, for hey, That's, that's what, your ass.
1: That's, that's what they call him. That's what he wants to be called. Michael calls. A. Taylor. That's what he wants yeah. to be called. Is there
2: another Taylor that no, he it's not want to be there's not like,
1: You know, like Michael B. Jordan, the actor. Right. I get that. Yeah. You know,
2: but... Michael A. Man,
1: Michael A. It is not a Michael Taylor that people are just automatically think of, but that's what he wants to be called. Okay. So we'll call him that. Let him whatever
2: you want to be called. A okay. Game, a game, but uh, everyone said, well, the ball should stay in the park. In this one, with the weather and the way the wind's blowing, and boom, there you go. It's gone. Got some baseball calls for us. We'll take them. Yeah. Lines are wide open. The Yankees move on,
1: and Don't will. Is, well, you, you did. You did, you did you a nice did. job of that. You, um, but. You also have the Nationals tonight. Will it be the same old story for them, or will they win a playoff series and move on? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Coming right back. Give us a call right now. Eight five five two one two four CBS.
2: Uh, League, League, of their of their own. Own. League of their own. Damn, in unison. Mm. Remember, she didn't know whether to get in the batter's box or not because. <laughs> yeah, because. Yep. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Our boys crush over there, uh, giving what? all those signals. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love the Marlo Hooch. Yes, She's great. Except for looking at her. Well, she's yeah. a great hitter, though, man. You what are, does that mean? She, you are horrible. Yeah. Even John Lovett's I mean, character said that. Come on, that's not horrible. It's the truth. <laughs> Why lie? She's a person, Brian. Yeah. She's, uh, she has feelings. Ugly, so Brian. Too. Mm. Jeez, mm. I tell you. You like looking at her?
1: I mean, no, but I didn't need to degrade oh, okay. her. See, I, mean, right. I mean, it's like. I'm it not was, degrading her. I don't you know. Her. I mean, she was fine. She, she was, right. was right in the middle of that lineup. She was a force. <laughs> right. For the right. Rockford Peaches. She she got okay. married this, and left. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. She did. Ruined to, the season um, for him. Oh, yeah. What was he, that guy's name? He was blind. He wasn't blind. He was oh. he was <laughs> <laughs> I'm say able sighted. able. You know, oh. kind of what he was getting
2: into. Uh, okay. Yeah. It okay. Lost a bet. Oh, man. <laughs> You are I mean, really just the, the bad guy. I think I'd, I'd rather put on the the, the burning jersey. <laughs>
1: just a bad dude. It comes down to. I'm trying to become a better man. Yeah, it, it ain't working.
2: <laughs>
0: I got a show.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: I got a show you can watch.
2: <laughs> it's working slowly. Slowly, it's taking hold. <laughs> oh man, unbelievable. God. Well, I'm I just back say that. I just say the things y'all are thinking.
0: It no, I wasn't thinking that Marla Hooch is ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway,
0: I was
1: his <laughs> back. How was career day, man? Uh, yes. It was okay. It was only okay. Yeah,
0: not the um, not the uh, enthusiasm I would have liked
2: from the children, from uh. the children, from the young men.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, they're
2: like. And so what do – I mean, looking at you like we don't give a damn about well, what you do it, or – what it
0: was – I liked – in general, I liked it because it wasn't the normal like everybody has a table and you just stand there and hope someone comes and talk to you. Right. There were five of us in the media, a couple of sports guys, a news guy, an investigative reporter, and we just sat in a classroom and groups of kids came through and talked to us. So they had a choice to come to us, but they didn't walk in like like – out of 60 kids – I think like five of them had actually thought about doing any Uh, kind of journalism, broadcasting in college. Right. So I mean, we had some good. It ended up being more of a conversation about media in general now, not like how do I get a job or where should I go to school. Um, But yeah, I mean, got you. All right, it was fun. But you know wasn't there was not uh there were no aspiring Greg
1: Gianattis in the room. Ah <laughs> that's good. Church, I... yeah. More work
2: for us. There's then. only yeah. one
1: Giannotti. Is, well, more work for us. Stay away. Yeah. Let <laughs> us have the jobs that are still left. Thank you. All right kids. Get into something else. Yeah, well, yeah. There are a lot of those
0: questions. Are you nervous about the new technology and social media? <laughs> yes, I am, you <laughs> child. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm a yeah. father.
2: I gotta Stop raise. Reminding
0: these
2: kids. me. <laughs> How much has your school changed since you were there? A
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. Everything is different. They like you go in the large conference room. Like I don't know where that is. I graduated <laughs> in 1998.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. My high school is now middle school. So there yeah. you go. All right, Bogish, what do you got for us, man? Well,
0: as we all expected, the Yankees toyed with the Indians in the ALDS, spotting Cleveland the first two games, then coasting through the next three.
2: Dee swings and lines one to deep right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, my. Dee homers into the right field seats. Yes, indeedy. Dee. Gregorius makes Yankee fans euphorious. But really, we're all euphorious,
0: especially after Didi hit a two-run shot off Corey Kluber in the third. John Sterling on Yankees Radio. Cleveland got within 3-2, but the Yankees got two insurance runs in the ninth. And Araldis Chapman caved his fourth batter over two innings for the 5-2 final. The Yankees now off to Houston for game one of the ALCS tomorrow night. The Indians, meanwhile, have still not won a World Series since 1948. Shortstop Francisco Lindor... Just two for 18 in the series. You don't want
2: to lose. You don't want to lose. It doesn't matter whether you lose in the first round, second round, third round. Um, it, it hurts, um, but you learn from it and you move forward.
0: Jose Ramirez went two for 20. And Kluber, the possible Cy Young Award winner, allowed nine runs, four homers over two starts in the series. The Nationals forcing a game five tonight in D.C. with a 5 nothing win yesterday at Wrigley. Steven Strasburg K-12 over 7. Then Michael A. Taylor hit a grand slam in the 8th. The Cubs... We'll start Kyle Hendricks tonight. The Nats will go with... We're not sure yet. But manager Dusty Baker <laughs> did narrow it down to Gio Gonzalez or Tanner Roark. And then I guess I heard the same Max Scherzer thing as yeah, well, but it's yeah. not written anywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I I thought that it was, but I, I couldn't find it. I just actually heard it driving in this morning. Well, I heard it last night during the broadcast right.
0: of the second game. Yeah, and but then Burkhart said it, didn't he? Somebody said it. I was like, I was falling asleep, so I wasn't sure if I heard it like officially or speculation. The graphic had it.
1: Oh okay Did yeah he really? that's what it was. Yeah. yeah that I don't know who knows what's going to happen but I mean starting a guy on 2 days rest like that if you're going <laughs> to use him at some point yeah and why why not just
2: start and, him? and he felt like he still had a lot left in the tank the other night when he was pulled and we'll just have to wait Till after his morning jog and see if he's wheezing <laughs> or not. See if right. he's wheezing yeah. or not, yeah.
1: I went to the asthma doctor yesterday. Oh, cool. Everybody checked say? out. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Better cool. than Strasburg. Well, my
2: sister, you met. You used to have it really bad. Oh, yeah. God. He rushed to the emergency room it's and no all that. no fun, man. Nah. No fun. Anyway.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, now we check <laughs> on the Patriots' injury report.
2: What happened about deflated
1: balls? It's
0: actually the left shoulder that's bothering Tom Brady this time around. He was on the field for part of practice yesterday, but technically... Did not practice, but... I'll
1: be there Sunday. Don't worry about that. I'll be there.
0: ...against the Jets. Tonight, it's the Panthers and Eagles in Carolina on Thursday Night Football, 8 Eastern on CBS. LeBron James will skip the Cavaliers' final preseason game, and head coach Ty Lue, unsure if James plays Tuesday's opener. LeBron played this past Tuesday night, but apparently aggravated a sprained left ankle. The NCAA has formed the Commission on College Basketball in the wake of the FBI probe into bribery and corruption. The commission chaired by Condoleezza Rice, and includes... Grant Hill, and David Robinson. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, a 3-2 win in Washington. In the loss, Alex Ovechkin scored his eighth goal in just four games this
1: season. Boys? All right, Bogus, thanks. So the Boston Red Sox moved on from John Farrell. It was not a surprise that that was the case. And and sure, he is responsible for some of what happened, but by no means should he be the only scapegoat for this Red Sox season. Back-to-back AL East titles for them, but back-to-back ousters early on in the postseason for them. And they had other issues, too. I mean, they had that issue where there was a little bit of infighting after the brawl with the Orioles early in the season with Dustin Pedroia basically uh, down-talking his his teammates through that. Mm-hmm. There they was, didn't protect me. Right. The uh, Eckersley-Price issue uh. that was happening on the team plane. Uh, and, and the fact that you know, this was a team that, that won a division and, and looked a little bit overmatched uh once they got to the postseason. So they they've got some they've got some issues to fix and, and you know the next manager is going to be someone that people are gonna be talking about what's the right fit. And that job, man, I tell you, it's like it's like sitting on a stove the whole time, you know, with it with it's just, it
2: really is it's tough. It's a it's really like, tough place to manage. you look at the, the the Red Sox over the last, you know, decade or more when they were winning championships coming back against the Yankees there at O four and, and and Tito Francona See, like he's the only manager they've had that the entire dugout, that entire clubhouse really liked. And, and, and he went about managing in such a way, and you've heard Big Poppy on the Fox broadcast, uh, the pregame show, sing the praises of Tito, this entire ALDS with the Yankees. And, and, and he was a guy that they just had a rapport with, but no one other than him, even John Farrell, winning championships there, just didn't fit, get that feeling. And, and you had uh leadership void with Big Poppy hanging it up and yeah. Dustin Pojoria, you would think he'd be the, the natural progression would be he would take over that role. But then you had what occurred as you just stated, at the beginning of the season. He didn't feel like the pitchers had his back. He's telling Machado don't look at me, look at them. It's on them. And and, and, and you have that, uh dropping your teammates uh, uh in, in the grease and, and then his pri I mean, uh David Pri I don't know what the hell he was thinking the way he was going off and and it just over Trivial things, and how the hell do you have time to worry about that when you're trying to get right yourself? And you get in the playoffs, and your ace sale does nothing. Uh, in his start, he does pitch well coming out of the bullpen, but a little bit too little, too late at that point. So I, I don't know how you are going, and you manage the different personalities. And this is a young team as well, Betts and Bradley and Bogarts and Benintendi. Benintendi yeah. They, they, there's some young cats, and and they have a ton of talent. So how do you go in and 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 Corral these guys and get them all. It's a, important who the the they hire man. It's really yeah. important. They, they
1: got to make sure. And I, I think the managing in baseball can be severely overrated, but in Boston, it seems like it really matters. Like they like it's a it's a place where the the pressure is turned up. And who do you
2: have to win over? The young guys, or you got going and win over Pedroia? Who, who, who's who do you win over? Well, I think that the young guys are easier to influence, yeah. right? But they're not. They're, it doesn't seem like they're willing to pick up the mantle and become the, the leaders of this no. team. They're going to defer to Pedroia.
1: Yeah, I, maybe that has to be solved in – the offseason and bring in personalities because sometimes the elixir is adding a player, not picking the right, right manager. Right. Uh, so it might be that. But look at Bobby Valentine. We talked to him I don't know how many times about his situation in mm-hmm. Boston, and, and he came in, didn't make friends with David Ortiz in the beginning, and that was the end of it. Yeah. So
2: you got you got to make sure that you're playing both sides, especially in a place like that. Well, who's the alpha male? And you don't go in necessarily kissing their behind, but you definitely have to go in and – and and garner their respect, and and, and 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 as far as your philosophy and what you want to infuse into this team, that's the the, the conduit uh, in which you use to, yeah. to do that.
1: All right, coming up next, Kyrie Irving doing his best to make everybody in Cleveland hate him for the rest of time. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Uh, this winter, one out of four batteries will fail. Get yours tested for free during Superstar Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If it needs to be replaced, O'Reilly has a Superstar Battery for you. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Uh, Kyrie Irving said something that, is just not going to make him a popular person in Cleveland. Now, when he left and he demanded that trade, yeah, there were some people that were upset there, but most of the people, most of the reaction was positive. I remember there was a video that someone posted on Twitter where they had a Kyrie Irving jersey and then a lighter, and then they ended up putting up a note that said thanks Kyrie instead of burning the jersey, (laughs) and LeBron James said that's the way it should be. That got retweeted a thousand times. He won a championship there with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was like, okay, this is the next phase, whatever. But now, after what he just said, not so much, because he said, Boston, I'm driving in, and I'm really playing in a real live sports city, Irving told reporters on Wednesday. A lot of different cultures, food, and people. You get it all, especially in Boston. You would go to Cleveland, and it would be at nighttime, and things would be going on, but you just see a vast difference.
2: End quote. <laughs> so more diversity and different cultures in Boston than Cleveland. Right. Well, hmm. where he went wrong was a real live sports
1: course, city. Right. Because the Cleveland fans are going to say, excuse me, we're no, as passionate as anybody. No joke. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very passionate and as hungry as anybody because they haven't won any championships other than the one you helped bring to the city. Uh, there with the Cavaliers, yeah. Interesting take as far as a real live sports city. They packed the house. They even packed the house with the sorry Browns. Yeah, what are you talking about
1: man. I mean, they had what two million people plus at that parade. Yeah. I mean, how could he say that? I mean, maybe he just chose his words wrong. He didn't. I mean, maybe just meant I'm in a a bigger city I, because it is a bigger city. There's mm-hmm. more stuff to do in Boston. But it's just in and, and places like that because a
2: real live sports city. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just
1: sounds terrible. It really does. It, it, it,
2: they have only thing Cleveland doesn't have that Boston has is hockey. Am I correct? Have yeah. Major, NBA. You have the NFL, right? MLB. Mm-hmm. You still have a hockey team. Columbus is the, the only hockey team in the in the state. So yeah, that's that's an interesting take for him. and and. and Uh, again, they show up for the sorry Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and and for him to say all this stuff now
1: when he never had an adversarial relationship with the fans there, it's just not a good thing. You know, because he left on good terms. Who can force a trade? And leave a city and still be on good terms with the team. Right. That generally doesn't happen in the city. They probably would have given him a standing ovation if this didn't happen, to be oh, honest with yeah. you. Yeah,
2: he's going to get one this time. Yeah, he's it's going to be a
1: standing ovation. Right. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll see how it plays out. But I think that, that was a very, very poor choice of words because, I mean, that place, how much they love Timmy. It's that game-winning shot. I the the parade and everything. And they showed up to him. see him prior to LeBron coming back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, him being the future there, it just it just looks bad and it, it makes me kinda I don't know. Kyrie in this whole process has not come off looking great. And I actually defended him at first because I said, you know, I don't blame this guy because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. His entire career has been tied to one man and his indecision and his clandestine nature. You know, that's a tough way to go through life. Is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? When's he going to make a decision? What What? am I going to do? So he just wanted out. Fine. But to
2: now say this stuff, it makes him not look good. Clearly, he, he took his career into his own hands. Hey, I need to move. Uh, there's so much uncertainty here. But to take shots at uh, the city where you spend and enjoyed some good times as well as some bad times, but you, you went to three straight finals uh, there uh, in that city, and to say they're not as fervent in their, in, in their uh, support of their franchises, uh, that's just a big, huge misstep on his part. And, yes, he will hear – about it next week the other half of that trade isaiah thomas said
1: boston he said to sports illustrated boston's gonna be all love i might not ever talk to danny again meaning danny ainge of course the man who orchestrated the trade that might not happen i'll talk to everybody else but what he did knowing everything i went through you don't do that bro that's not right yeah bro i'm not saying f you but every, team, Pretty much I am, bro. but every team in this situation comes out a year or two years later and said, we made a mistake. That's what they'll say, too. That's what they'll say, too. He said mm-hmm. it a lot better than I did. Mm-hmm. Now that's what they will say, too. So,
2: Oh, really? And I can understand Isaiah Thomas having hurt feelings, and this has been, uh, I'm sure, uh, simmering for a while since this all went down. But let's talk about the L word, loyalty. There is none in sports. Yeah, Sports is a snapshot, man. You get to live it for just a little while. Uh, and, and, and so teams are going to be looking towards the future, whether you're a superstar or you're a budding superstar. What have You still got to play it forward and see, okay, uh, we got a guy here in Kyrie Irving wants out. He's got, a, a, what, two years left on his deal, this yeah. year and another year. And he he's had some injury questions, but not... Recently, like our guy, Isaiah Thomas has, and we feel like he has a better all-around all, all skill set than you have. And, yeah, we, we had your back through everything you went through, the, the tragedy of losing your sister, and, and we know you fought through pain, and, and and you went out and played hurt, which is part of the gig. We understand that. But at the end of the day, it's a business decision. It will always be a business decision. It will always be about the bottom line. And, and, and so – once Isaiah, hopefully Isaiah will get to that point where he understands this was not personal. This was about business. You know, you juxtapose what you have done here and what you've done throughout your career and, and what has transpired physically. And, and let's put that side by side with Kyrie Irving. And, and which deal would you take if you were sitting in my seat? As the general manager, the head of basketball operation, whatever Danny Ainge's title is there with Boston, which one would you choose? Yeah, just because Danny
1: Ainge traded Isaiah Thomas doesn't mean he's insensitive to his no, personal life. No, I mean he was confronted with a very unique opportunity right. to go out and get a player that he never thought was going to be available. Exactly. So he went and did it, and 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 I, I think that Isaiah Thomas eventually. Will look back at this and say, "Okay, I understand." But I mean, Isaiah Thomas is now also going to play with LeBron at least for a year, and that's not a bad situation either. No, uh, he said none of it made any sense. It still doesn't make any sense. I'm still asking, what the hell happened? It's a trade you make in NBA 2K. It's not a yeah. trade you make in
2: real life. Well, what you what you will quickly learn in, in professional sports, and sometimes the, the the superstars or those guys who are on the verge of becoming stars think they're they're immune to this, but what you will quickly learn is that anything's possible, and and there is no loyalty in this sport. And so we had a saying: Richard Harvey, guy played linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. He was on all those those Super Bowl teams, those four straight uh, Super Bowls that uh, the Buffalo Bills went to. And he, he when he came to the New Orleans Saints, and Richard would always say, "No one cares." You know, you're going through a hard workout. His mantra was, "No one said it differently." You know, no one gives up. Yeah, and and so we all bought into that, and and and, and but and that's the truth. No one cares in, in sports. It's such a different animal. The longevity you enjoy is it's you know, it's, deba- it's up in the air. You don't know how long you're going to be with a f- particular franchise. You don't know how long your career is going to last. So if you go in with the mindset no one cares, and you don't do it in a way where you're detached from the franchise, you don't do it away- in a way where you rub your teammates the wrong way. But in the back of your mind, you just have to be cognizant of that fact. No one gives a damn. And if they get a chance to, to move on from you and, and, and in their eyes, uh, elevate the, 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 the club, they're going to do that.
1: In other Cavaliers news, Kevin Love told this story mm-hmm. just recently here in the preseason where they're at practice mm-hmm. and Kevin Love is just kind of confused about what's going on and LeBron's getting a little frustrated. And then he just says to him, you know, you're starting at the five, right? And he goes, no. Hmm. I, 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 so, uh, I, I, I didn't know that. He goes, hell yeah. You say,
2: He's, yeah, you're starting at the
1: five. <laughs> which I think is just, it just gives you a snapshot into their world. Because, one, Kevin Love felt like it was okay to just share that, which I don't think is a good idea because it makes it look like, T. Lou and his grease Malla Malafala has no say in what the hell's happening. And also the communication there just flat-out sucks that Kevin Love, after already playing two preseason games, still had no idea what his role was going to be once the regular season rolled around. Just bizarre that that happened, but
2: whatever. Yeah, that is what – it can be troublesome for this team, but the lack of communication and T. Lou, a former player – Guy played well and has been coaching this club for a while. His name is T. Lou. Yeah, you would think he has a rapport with Kevin Love. He could pull him aside prior to training camp or call him up during, prior to training camp. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, playing you at the five. Give the guy some idea of what his role is going to be with now all these new pieces that have come on board. How difficult is that just to call up a dude? Hey, man. No, we appreciate you. You played well for us at the four or three, or whatever. we to. I want to slide you over to the five. Yeah, I mean, G- give me How some does he insight. Show
1: up? I just don't understand. He shows up, they're practicing, and he doesn't know. Like, I just don't understand that at all. It's that, or, or maybe maybe Teron Liu didn't want that to happen, and he was in sort of a battle with LeBron over it, and then all of a sudden LeBron just said, okay, I'm winning this battle because he's going to start you, the five. You,
2: you couple games in the preseason. I don't get it. It's a weird one. You have one. to communicate, especially with your vets.
1: I know. Well, it's a long season. Hopefully they can figure it out. That guy been hunting with you, man. Come on. It's definitely a weird one. Mm. All right, coming up next, Ben Roethlisberger, still chapped. Man doesn't like the media. I don't think he ever did. It's G. and Jones. We're coming right back. CBS Sports Radio. Yo, give it a grease board, mother...